shit. And here we go. You're listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network on BingeMedia.net. And now, Binge Views. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Binge Views, BingeMedia.net's look at theatrical releases in your theaters and in mine and in everybody's. That didn't make any sense. I'm Alex, and I'm here with Binge Views' own and Movie Homework's own Chad C. What's going on, sir? Oh, hey. I noticed you left out uh, weekly because we haven't done the show in like six weeks, but hey, yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, it's been uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a grip since uh, this has been this has been. Yep. Thanks, law. Last, Thanks, law. Yeah, no, that was my fault. It's fine, you know. But I think the last one we did was Cruella in a Quiet Place two. I was looking went out with the yeah. bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was Memorial Day. We're back here July fourth weekend. So you know, maybe holiday shows for binge views. That's all we're doing now. And we're <laughs> but, we're stacked. We're stacked with films today too. Yeah, we're fuck yeah. And there's a lot. There's a lot. And I even forgot about one, but. Oh, no, no, come on. <laughs> we, can, we can brush over that at the end or something. So, yeah. All right, all right. Lot. So uh, you got a you got a handful of films to uh, to review. And uh, I checked out the trailers for the ones you sent me. So I'm all yep. ready to go. What do you want to start with first? Let's get the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard out of the way. Okay. Because this, uh, this has been in theaters for a couple weeks now. I don't think it's been reviewed on the site yet, mm-hmm. and uh, Law kind of yelled at me on one of the binge casts about me leaving and, you know, going backpacking where the fuck he thought I was at, and it's like, hey, we, all the big movies, but I guess this was a big movie, but it's not really a big movie. But It's not, yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, no, it's not. But actually, this, uh, the first Hitman's Bodyguard was uh, the first binge views we ever did. Um, it was, oh, uh, look at that. yeah, back in 2017, so... Would you give that? There you go. But yeah, a little little ties to that. Yeah, this is the sequel, the follow up, 2017 movie. As I said, um, the same directors back here, Patrick Hughes. Uh, cast is a little more expanded here. Uh, Salma Hayek has a much bigger role. She was like a little cameo in the first one. Antonio Banderas has joined the cast. Morgan Freeman and Frank Grillo. Uh, it, it picks up pretty soon after the original. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, uh, bodyguard, Michael Bryce is going on a sabbatical. He's been laid off. So they send him to Capri. And as soon as he gets there, uh, Salma Hayek's character, Sonia shows up and, you know, like ruins his vacation instantly. And is like, Hey, you got to help break Darius out of, uh, he's been kidnapped by these mobsters, which is Samuel L. Jackson's character. And then it just sets off on a, uh, shenanigan tour essentially <laughs> shenanigan um, tour huh <laughs> yeah nice. all right um antonio banderas is the bad guy here he's uh there's like a a plot to uh greece he, he's in greece and so there's the european union is interfering and so he's trying to pretty much not allow them to interfere with his uh shit that he's doing and so he is he's He's after Darius as well. It's all a whole web of 
bullshit between these hitmen and uh yeah it's it this movie fucking is not good uh, <laughs> well, I, i'm not gonna be all these no, scenarios but... seem like really far-fetched and all that oh yeah absolutely this is yeah it it is uh i don't I think this movie goes like way more, a little more crazy than the first. From what I remember, I don't remember hating that first movie. I thought it was fine. This one just like amps up the action like way more, and it's not like it doesn't benefit it. Um, mm-hmm. There's like just big loud action scenes, and then in between, it's legit just Ryan Reynolds, Salma Hayek, and Samuel L. Jackson just cursing at each other, like screaming, cursing at each other, and then like the next action set piece happens. Um, Morgan Freeman plays a little bit of a part here. He's playing uh, Ryan Reynolds' stepdad, uh, and he has something to do with the plot a, a little bit here. Um, I don't know, man. This movie is just—it's like super sequel here. Like I've, I've talked about sequelitis before. This is like sure. the epitome of it. Like it—it's it, just louder. Like more people crammed in. And I just—I really wanted it to end. I did not enjoy this movie very much at all. Um, I, I like Ryan Reynolds enough. He, you know, he's got the charisma and shit, but yeah. it just seems like subdued here, and it's just he's just getting shit on over and over. And yeah, do you have anything? Do you have any questions about this at all? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm a Ryan Reynolds guy as well. I like him a lot. Uh, yeah, the, the on-screen charisma he seems like very natural in front of the camera. All that yeah. that we know about fucking Reynolds. Um, Sam Jackson seems like he's in the twilight of his career, and I think he's having a great time just coasting through a lot of movies recently. And that 100%. is that the case here too? Oh yeah, I mean yeah, he he did it. This is second Lionsgate movie in back to back months, pretty much. He was in he was in uh, fucking Spiral and then this, and it's like hey. I got a free paid European uh, vacation. Fuck yeah, I'll go there and just say motherfucker like oh, ten yeah. times. And <laughs> he yeah. definitely was like, shit, yeah, Negro. So you got to say <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they're all phoning it in here. They know. I mean, this it's not even like B level like good though. Like it's just it's just it's like a Michael Bay movie gone wrong. Like if they can even go wrong, like right, you know, right. it's just you know it's just it's just like a I don't know. Yeah, there's it, a certain charm not... with like Michael Bay movies. Even though they're like, crap. sure, they're still, like, yeah, they're whatever, they're well whatever. shot, and, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but this isn't that even. I don't so. know, man. I, I kind of feel for Brian Reynolds because I, I just outside of Deadpool, like that was, uh, I don't know, I, I like both of those movies a lot. Mm-hmm. It, those movies seem to be made for him. Yeah, and I Absolutely. just recently, before the F nine trailer, uh, saw the what was that the NPC movie? Oh, a free guy, a free guy. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh god, this doesn't look good at all, man. And I don't, I don't know if he's just he has a bad agent. He's bad at picking movies. I just really want him in something good. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been it's been a minute yeah, outside of Deadpool. I can't really think of anything that I've like liked him in <laughs> for the most part. But yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. This movie's just it's just a very meh movie that I can't recommend to anyone to watch and i mean if you i guess if you like the first one uh watch this but i mean i yeah i i i i I can't really say much other than skip this shit because i i didn't yeah i I wanted it to end it's only like an hour and 40 minutes yeah um this dude patrick hughes is doing another movie called the man from toronto it's got like woody harrelson and kevin hart it's another like action comedy coming out jesus you think you'd get fucking the canadian reynolds in there yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, 
we'll see though. I don't. I, yeah, I, I, this is a skip it for sure. Uh, I, I, I texted you before. We don't need to spend a lot of time on some of these because this is uh this is one of those for sure. I, cool. It came out a couple weeks ago. Just just ended out by by him and his wife's bodyguard. I don't. Yeah. They set this up a third one. I don't even know what the fuck they can call it because it's a shitty title anyway. Yeah, I, I mean, I have a I have a two uh, apostrophe uh, rule in my my mm. movie titles. So I like that. Is, yeah, this is out. Um, not not to say that i i just i'd never seen the first one either so this has oh, zero okay. yeah the first one had zero appeal to me and then you got the two apostrophes with hitmans and wives and it's like come on mm-hmm. what are we doing here exactly yep uh i mean the first one it, it, i remember it being number one like three weeks in a row because it came out like that second week of august so i mean that's really what spawned this sequel i don't this movie didn't do well and i had like a 60 70 percent drop the second weekend so i can't uh imagine we're getting a third but who the fuck knows maybe it has a huge vod life and uh we get the hitman's wife's baby's bodyguard or buddy i don't fucking i don't that'd even know great. i don't even know what the, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be there for that one actually that's the, yeah, that's you don't easy. watch the third one, but you watch that third one. I like it. I would. Yeah. I, like it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that says a lot uh, it, that it drops off what sixty percent the second week when yeah. movie, movies are or theaters in the states are pretty much open and uh, people are starved to go out and have some entertainment, and they're just like, "I'm not going to see that shit." Yeah, yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, fast. We'll probably do that this week as well, but we'll see. I don't know. It had a big opening, but. Uh, what do you want next? It's up to you. Uh, I let Law pick, so I'm going to let you pick now. Okay, we're, we're... let's do uh, Zola next. Ooh, all right. Zola. I didn't expect this. Didn't expect this. Uh, okay, so do you know anything about Zola at all? Like the, the Twitter thread that this spawned from or oh, the origins God. of this? No, I didn't know that, and I fucking hate it already. And this is even <laughs> after seeing the trailer, so. Oh, shit. Okay, so yes. So this is a this movie has spawned for me a 2015 Twitter thread. It's a 148 tweet Twitter thread. Um, Zola King, uh, I believe she was a stripper, and she kind of recounted and detailed meeting this uh, really obnoxious bitch at a diner that she worked at, and they took a road trip to Florida, and she just details the batshit craziness that ensued from this road trip. Uh, I don't think all of this is true. It even says most of what follows is true as it opens. Um, yeah, this is directed by uh, Janixa Bravo. Uh, Taylor Page is Zola in this. Riley Keough, Elvis's fucking granddaughter. She is uh, in this as well. We got Nicholas Braun, cousin Greg from Succession. Mm-hmm. Yep. My guy. Yep. Uh, Jason Mitchell, Easy e from uh, Straight Outta Compton. And then uh, Coleman Domingo as well in this. So... Got a pretty good little cast here. This is an A24 movie. This is my shit. I love A24. I've said it many times on this network. Absolutely. I love this fucking studio. Um, so yeah, that that's essentially the movie right there. She comes into the diner. She's like the most obnoxious uh, social media, like cringy bitch you've ever met in your life. Um, just like, hey girl, oh my god, and just like trying to talk as like black as she can and she's this the whitest girl ever and she gets her to follow her to tampa to strip and she has a what her boyfriend comes with her who is cousin greg Mm -hmm. and uh coleman domingo plays x who is like the uh the friend but he's clearly like a pimp in this situation Mm -hmm. and uh they get there and it's not really what zola had in mind they're not stripping it turns into like a uh he's pawning them off for sex to uh you know 
these creepy fucking dudes that show up. And uh, Zola's like, yeah, this isn't for me. Uh, I'm not doing this shit. So she ends up helping her make more money, but she's like, has her back turned as like dudes come to the room and they're fucking her. <laughs> but here we go. This is where Dick Facts with Chad C comes in. Um, this movie, yeah, and we were waiting for it, right? It has to happen every binge use. There's a montage of dicks in this movie. Um, there's, there's, <laughs> <laughs> there's no female nudity in this, but there's like... 20 dicks, and they're all the most nasty-ass deformed dicks you've ever fucking seen in your life. <laughs> uh, it's pretty ridiculous. Um, I actually... No, I'm spawning from me saying the dicks are ridiculous. I had a pretty good time with this fucking movie. Okay. Um, it uh, It's definitely not for everyone at all. Like, it is a very social media-driven kind of, like, movie in that age that we're in right now. Um, but it balances comedy and tension really well. Um, Taylor Page, the lead here, like her facial expressions are like the, like she can tell a story almost with them alone. Like they're super sarcastic and it's it's really, really, um, great. Um, the, the use of voiceover that they use in this works really well. There's also like an annoying, which I'm sure a lot of people will not like. They, they use, like I said, social media and like tinging of a cell phone a lot. Like when anyone's on a phone, like tinging, like it's, it's just this like, pulsing thing that you hear a lot it, it definitely wears on you um but it, it, it the way that she uses it this the director it, i don't know it works really well um i don't know this is pretty surprising i i didn't necessarily expect to like this as much as i did um but i did i i've compared this kind of favorably to spring breakers okay, a that, little bit that is the exact question i was gonna ask i got major spring breakers vibes from the trailer. yeah yeah, I get, I can see. I think this is more, uh, more funny though. Like, okay. uh, I, I, yeah, I think that movie Harmony Corinne takes himself too serious sometimes. Definitely, definitely. Um, but this, I, this is a, a way more comedy, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, man, I had, I had a good time. Uh, there's, they deal with undertones of like sex trafficking and shit as well, which, you know, that's its own thing. But they do it in a way that it, it doesn't like feel forced at all. Like, yeah, I, I enjoyed. Okay. What do you, what you got? Um, I, I will say that Taylor Page, I, I thought, came off pretty well in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're saying that she's a really good part of the film. Uh, that plays out, though. I mean, yeah, I, she's going to be a huge star, man. I will be surprised if in a couple of years from now we're not talking about her and like winning an Oscar and shit. Holy shit. She's, really? Yeah, I think so. I mean, she was in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom last year. I don't know if you ever saw that. She's really good in that. Mm-hmm. She was also in that shitty-ass fucking basketball movie I reviewed earlier this year, Boogie. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. The, the Korean basketball movie. She yeah. was in that, and she was easily the best part of that movie, too. Um, but, I mean, I, I think based off this alone, I mean, this was huge at Sundance in 2020, and then obviously the world went to shit, and then it's been sitting on the shelf for a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was getting all the buzz out of Sundance. I remember when this debuted. But yeah, I mean, I would be I would be floored if she's not a, a really big star in the next few years because she's she's great. Like she's really really good. Yeah, looks like she was in a couple of episodes of uh, Ballers. She was in Grey's Anatomy. She was in White Boy Rick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's right. That's right. She is in White Boy Rick. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, she seemed to I don't know quit herself pretty well in that trailer. I mean, she just came off pretty well in that trailer. So I was yeah. like, okay, all right, there's something to latch on to. I didn't completely hate the trailer, mm-hmm. but. Uh, 
Riley just comes off super annoying, oh. and that that seems like it's the purpose. So yes, yeah. Even I've seen some interviews with her that they're like, we tried to make me as un, like the most annoying cunt oh as possible, God. pretty much. Like, and she, she pulls it off. Like she, like you're just like, oh my god, I hate this bitch so much. Like I hate her so much. <laughs> just so annoying. But yeah, man, I, this is definitely like I said, not for everyone in the binge media lexicon at all. Like I think people will fucking some people will hate this movie. Um, but it worked for me. I had a pretty good time with it. I also didn't have high expectations for it, but you know, I I, I enjoyed it for what it was. So, so we, I would say C. Yeah, I was Zola. gonna say this sounds like a C. It. So yeah, it's okay. C Zola. Yeah, it's uh in theater. It's theatrical exclusive for a couple weeks here, and then I'm sure it goes to VOD after that. But yeah, C Zola. Nice. All right, let's do uh, the Forever Purge. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Give us a little um, uh, background in terms of uh, your your uh, your knowledge or your exposure to the Purge franchise. Yeah, so I remember the first trailer for the Purge came out. I think, I mean, I was obviously balls deep in the podcast uh, at that point. You know, I started listening like 2010 or whatever the fuck it was. And I remember you guys were super excited for it too. And I was like, yeah, this is a good trailer, Ethan Hawke. And then the movie just fucking sucked. I fucking hated the movie. Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't good concept and then they just entered a house the entire time uh i i watched the purge anarchy with frank grillo follow-up yep. and i thought that was pretty meh i thought it was like hey you know what the purge concept is they're out on the the streets now and then it was just kind of meh i don't remember a thing I, I think i watched election year that was the third one don't remember thinking about it and then i remember texting you earlier this week about the first purge i started it and i got like 20 minutes in and it was fucking just i couldn't do it so i just turned it off uh, so not a, not a big fan of this franchise <laughs> to say yep. the least. Yep. Uh, I try to go into every movie with an open mind, regardless of that, because I take this as like a Friday the Thirteenth movie at this point, or you know any of those other any any type of horror movie that you're like the fifth in the franchise. I think you can take them as you you go. You don't have to follow them along. They are what they are. Um, this is set more in a rural area. This is like a Texas borderland or a border town. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, uh, we've got Josh Lucas here, Will Patton are probably the most well-known people in this movie. Um, Ana de la Reguera, um, from, uh, she was just in Army of the Dead. She was Batista's love interest in that movie. Um, she's the main, uh, star in this as well. And then like Cassidy Freeman from The Righteous Gemstones. She's Danny McBride's wife on that show. Uh, a couple other faces you guys might recognize. But yeah, this is set in a Texas border town. The... The Purge, they're claiming this is going to be, you know, the, the, the new founding fathers are back in office again, uh, who I remember them being in one of the other movies. Uh, they've instantly reinstalled the Purge to what's happening. And this, the, the family of Josh Lucas and Will Patton, they're like this f- like rich ranch family. And they have um, a couple of ranch hands working for them, which is where... Uh, the other, uh, what's the fucking name? Let me see here. Uh, let's see. What's his name? The other main dude in this movie is uh, Tanakh Huerta. He plays Juan. He's like a, a ranch hand who like is like a horse whisperer. Uh, he pisses off the family, like like Josh Lucas's character, because he can like he's he's a Mexican, but he's uh, he can 
to like whisper to the horses. So there's like a big racial fucking like yeah, the, the racial tension in this movie is very strong. It's like hitting you over the head practically, which I, a lot of the purge movies that I remember are like that. They're just fucking racist fucks that are trying to like oh, let's get everyone that's not American out of this country essentially. Yeah. And that is very strong in this movie. As soon as so the 12 hours of the purge happen and as soon as the purge ends there's a group of fucking like mercenaries and marauders that are like, we're not allowing this to end. We're keeping the purge going forever, which is where the forever purge comes in. Jesus. Crazy. So they just keep killing throughout it. And it turns America into like this shit show. So essentially this group of ranchers and their ranch hands and stuff are trying to make it to the border because Mexico is like, hey, we're going to keep our borders open for the next however many hours. If you can get here, we'll close off from America until shit's resolved. So it becomes a road movie at a certain point that this whole group is trying to make it through Texas to Mexico. And I don't know, man. I do. Does anyone like these movies really? Like, I, I just, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, I don't know anyone in my personal life that actually enjoys any of these movies. Uh, it's this movie is just really fucking stupid. Like it's it's not entertaining to me at all. Like the horror, there's zero horror to this at all. It's just like loud and obnoxious. Uh, I don't know, man. What do you got? Are you do you like the Purge movies? I don't. I I I love the concept, and mm-hmm. I I think that's why we we're so excited to review that first one is because yep. we didn't. That that seems like a. It seems like an organized anarchy kind of situation, mm-hmm. which, I mean, if you are anything like a lot of the binge media staff members, going buck wild for 12 hours sounds super appealing. <laughs> and just like fucking yep. just going on. Not not necessarily <laughs> killing people, but like just uh, got to wreck some shit for 12 hours. Mm-hmm. That sounds great. When is Mexico going to stop being the big bad of everything? I mean, yeah. <laughs> we we see that so fucking much. I mean, we even we saw that in fucking uh Godzilla versus the King of Monsters and I mean, oh, yeah. it's just so much. <laughs> I would love for Mexico to be like, "All right, and then we have to get to the border because that is the that's paradise there, you know?" Um now you saying that this almost turns into a road movie kind of makes me think of Mad Max in a, in a way, mm. just because it's I'm sure it's like uh, like a desert landscape, um, yep. you're being chased, that kind of thing. Is any of that a factor or no? no because it, it they doesn't end, play off. Not really, because they end up in like multiple, like they end up in a city, and then they're like going through. Like, like buildings for I would say like 40 minutes to the middle of this movie. Like they're, they're in the middle of the city, like trying to get through and that's where shit's going wrong. So, I mean, yeah, the desert landscape doesn't play much of a part or like a character at all in this. It's mainly, okay. yeah, this, them navigating through the city to get to the border, to yeah. get into Mexico because oh Mexico is the safe haven in this case. They're like, Hey, come on. <laughs> so, but no, man, no, this, no, don't, don't put this in Mad Max in the same, in the same sentence. Okay. You know what I'm saying though. You know what no, I'm saying. No, I know. I, okay. I 100% know what you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, so you're not saying this is the new Mad Max Fury. Right? Mm, no, this is, this is, this is, this is the, the greatest Max. movies of the last fucking 15 years. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. That, that's fair enough. No, I mean, I, I do like the concept of the purge. Yeah. Great concept. I, I, I think I texted you that if they keep putting these out, I'll keep watching them. 
And part of the, that's true because I because of the concept. I I just love the concept. Yeah. I want to see what they do with it. I'm pretty disappointed every iteration that they give. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want somebody to 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 grab onto this concept and make a fucking solid movie. And I thought that's what that first movie was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Recently on the binge cast, somebody called in and left a voicemail asking, "Who is the person in film that you that is just punchable that you just want to fucking punch?" I think it was PJ. Like, yep. who who is who has the most punchable face? Who's the most punchable character? And the first person I always think about is the little uh, the little kid, the boy from uh, the first film. Oh yeah, we hated that kid so much that Law wrote. A whole article about why this <laughs> kid right. sucks or something like that. That's right. Yep. And then there was this long comment about like, you don't know, this kid is a really nice kid and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so like he's not the most punchable kid. But the fact that somebody wrote a fucking soliloquy about how that kid is like a really nice kid just makes me think about like, I just want to fucking punch that kid now. I had no idea about the uh, the response to that. But I do remember that article. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, so uh, uh, what, what do you? What, what's your final uh, rating on? That? Definitely a skip it. All right. Can tell. Uh, yeah. I, have you watched the TV show? Didn't they have like a purge TV show for like two seasons as well? I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it was on like USA or something. I don't. Something I just. Like I don't get it, man. Yeah, it's a cool concept, but they just don't. They just drop the ball every fucking movie of these. I, 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 I don't see the appeal. And I, I mean, if I wasn't doing the show, there's no way I was watching this shit. Like I solely watched it because of this, but. Yeah, skip the forever purge. Don't waste your time. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Well, just as at. a side tangent, because uh, Law never does this because it's unlimited time. Uh, this is uh, produced by Platinum Dunes and Blumhouse. Uh, what? Do, uh, just give me your quick reaction. Like, what's your quick thought on like the percentage of <laughs> films that are that are good that are produced by these two production houses? Um, I mean, Jason Blum is flat out said he doesn't give a fuck if you like his movies. He's his whole job is to get butts in seats. So I mean, sure. I respect the dude as a businessman. He he knows what the fuck he's doing. And this, I can't imagine because I mean, all these the Purge movies have gone on a steady decline since the first one, really. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine this movie was made for more than probably three to five million, and so it'll probably make you know I don't know. I, I think it's projected maybe like nine to like 15 this this weekend and it'll easy make that back double its budget so i mean they know what the fuck they're doing do they make yeah, the sure. best shit not not at all but blumhouse i mean he, he's got a pocket that he knows what i mean yeah he's he, he's a he's a businessman that that makes movies that make a lot of money for the most part so you know you can't fault him but look there's tons of people who just fucking drink natty lights too you know what i'm saying like <laughs> they well let's look what are what are platinum down. dunes all right, I'm looking at Platinum Dunes like last few movies here. Mm-hmm. Forever Purge, Quiet Place Part Two. You know, it's oh, decent. That's yeah. decent. Mm-hmm. Songbird. I think did you get somebody reviewed that on the Benchcast last year? Was the the uh, COVID nineteen horror movie? Oh yeah, yeah. The guys, yeah, Pete and Long. Yeah, First Purge, Quiet Place, Ouija Origin of Evil, Purge Election Year, uh, Project Almanac, Ouija. It's it's just not a lot of good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. and then the 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street remake. Ugh. But hey, they make money. Uh, that's Platinum yeah, Dunes. Well, they but... kind of set themselves up in the beginning as like the horror remake production house too. Mm. So yeah, um, and then it looks like they went off of that, and they're just like, ah, whatever. Let's just let's put out whatever. 
Yeah. Yep. But Blumhouse, I mean, yeah, that production company alone, they, they, they just make a lot of like super cheap movies and they make like triple their budget in the opening weekend. So they're like, let's just keep making more. So hey, it works. And I'm yeah. sure we'll get a, f- they're, they're, they're labeling this as the final, but I'm pretty sure like nightmare on Elm street and like Friday the 13th, the fifth one is called like the final something maybe as well. <laughs> so, you know, okay. we get, we're going to eat way more of these purge movies. Let's be oh, honest here. Dude, so. there's a, there's a 16 year old kid who's obsessed with film. Who's the new Blumhouse. Who's going to come up <laughs> and fucking reignite that franchise in 10 years. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. All right, uh, so we're gonna skip that as well. Let's yep. do let's do uh, werewolves within. Werewolves within. All right. Um, so this is uh, Josh Rubin directed this. He did a movie that was on it was a Shutter exclusive during the pandemic called the uh, a Cash from uh, You're the Worst. Uh, this wait, wait, is like follow up out. to that. You cut out. This... They, did, they did what? What was the title? Oh, sorry. It was a it was a movie on Shutter called Scare Me last year. Okay. They came out during the pandemic. So yeah, this is his direct follow up to that. And I think he he was an actor on that show as well. But he's comedy dude. Um, this is based loosely based on a video game from like four or five years ago called Werewolves Within, which I had. It's a VR video game, I guess. No mm-hmm. clue. Never heard about it. Um, maybe call up the game cast and uh, have them do a you know, nothing that's nothing yep. anymore, right? Yep. No, um, so yeah, this has got Sam Richardson, my boy. I love you, love Sam Richardson, I love right? That dude, yeah, man. All right, mm-hmm. sorry, you just cut out, you left me hanging there. Jesus no, Christ. no, no, I love uh, that. I love, we I got Melina, v- yeah, yeah, Melina Vaintrub. She's the ATT girl, as uh, most yeah, people know is. her. Uh, yeah, she's like the second in uh, this movie. This uh, is set in a like rural New England town. Uh, Sam Richardson's character Finn is the new like park ranger. Uh, he shows up. It's a town called Beaverfield, and there's an instantly like big snowstorm blackout that the whole town of like they're all cartoon characters practically. They're all just, like these quirky motherfuckers. There's a gay couple. There's a like crazy mechanic couple that is like cheating on each other. Um, there's like a a weird doctor. Uh, there's a, just a huge cast of characters that end up in, end up at this inn uh, that they get snowed in, and power goes out. And there's a suspicious creature that is picking people off one by one. And they they find a body underneath the deck, and from there, uh, it becomes kind of a whodunit of is there an actual werewolf? Is there someone just pulling a prank on us? What's the deal here? Um, I fucking love Sam Richardson. As I said, he is the main selling point of this movie in general for me. Um, Really anything that guy does, I'm there for. I think he's fucking super hilarious. Uh, This movie, it's almost quirky to a fault. It is, uh, it doesn't necessarily know what it wants to be. Like it, it's uh it, it doesn't balance the the horror and the comedy as well as it should like a Shaun of the Dead type. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's still a it's still a decent movie though. Like I'm not going to shit on this movie. It's just not quite what I wanted in a movie, which is probably my own thing, but it, it doesn't like lean into that like campiness of like over the top horror really either. Um it, it's kind of safe for the most part. Hmm. Okay. What do you got? What do you got? I um yeah I very recognizable cast I like the cast mm-hmm. a lot um 
I think people will recognize the cast from the from the trailer, and whatnot. Yeah. But your, I guess, misgivings about the film is kind of my question about the trailer as well, is because I didn't get a good sense of what the tone of the film was. It's like, all right, yeah, it's kind of goofy. You know, Sam Richards, he's in there, so it's it's not like it's going to be, um, uh, you know, overly serious. I I mean, I I haven't seen him in anything overly serious so i didn't think it was going to be that but then it kind of plays on the whodunit and like the i don't know i just didn't really get a a good sense of what it was and it it turns out like they don't even know what it is either yeah pretty much yeah for the most part which is kind of disappointing but this is not a bad movie by any means i think i and it's not like crazy long either so it's a it's a fun watch it's it's very light-hearted like Mm -hmm. It is, uh, you know, there's not a lot of gore or really any of that. There's a couple of like shootings and shit, but I mean, you don't, you don't necessarily see like a, if you're going into this movie because it has a werewolf in the title and you're expecting like a crazy violent, like evil dead Two type, uh, horror comedy, you're definitely not getting that. So reserve your expectations for sure. Um, but yeah, it it just doesn't quite lean into either genre and which it's, it's kind of, at fault for it so um either way though it, it's, it's it's a fun enough time i didn't i didn't hate this by any means mm-hmm. i don't know if i'd go out of my way to watch it again uh which is kind of sad because i do love sam richardson but you know i got what i needed to out of this for the for the one watch this would be a stream it on that scale that we're doing mm-hmm. um okay. i'm this i'm yeah. gonna pull uh rank here mm-hmm. and uh i think i need a number on this i think i need a number okay. rating on on 10 I would give a soft seven to this, okay. probably. So the, 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 the stakes are low. It's not mm-hmm. super edgy or anything. It just kind of plays it safe. Yep. Uh, is, are, are, are the beats of the film pretty predictable? Um, not really, no. Okay. It's, it, I would say I, wasn't, I didn't necessarily know where it was going. Uh, so that's, that's to its, uh, its favor. All right. Um, uh, so, do you watch What We Do in the Shadows, the TV show? No. Okay. So, so Harvey Guillen, who plays Guillermo on that show, he's he's one of the uh, one of the, one of the parts of the gay couple, and he's super funny in this. Um, there's there's a really good cast, man. Like they, they they all have their own little like it's like a clue in a way where each of them has their own little fucking ticks, and they're just quirky as fuck. Uh, a lot of these, like you were saying, like Michaela Watkins, you've seen her in a lot of shit. Glenn Fleshler, the dude, he's been like true detective. He's been in like almost every HBO show you could imagine in the last few years. But he's like a this like overly uh, like wilderness dude that's in this like bear costume half the time. <laughs> uh, he was in Joker last year as well. Mm-hmm. And Barry, and true, yeah, Barry, true detective. He's in like all these fucking HBO shows. Um, it, it, I don't know. I, I wanted more out of this movie, but for what it was, I, I enjoyed it for a one-time watch. So, yeah. Stream would you, would you have wanted a more like balanced tone, or would you rather have had it lean one way or the other in terms of no, the comedy? No, I, 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 I want you to either lean in way into the comedy or lean way into the fucking gore. That's, what, that's where I'm at. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't need this like half and half bullshit. You know, I need... I need over the top crazy campiness, or just make me fall out of my seat laughing. Yeah, I guess know? only few directors can pull that off, huh? Very true. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. 
All right, let's uh, let's go to the Steven Soderberg. Uh, what is it called? No sudden move. No sudden move. There you go. Now yeah, this so... cast, this cast, this is a fucking. I mean, it's a Soderberg film, so it's a deep ass cast. Just crazy, right? I mean, yeah. it's yeah. I think we talked about it maybe on the auction show. We talked about this movie because we it didn't even have a release date as of that time. Like because mm-hmm. we were like, that's coming at some point this year. Um, but I mean, George Clooney was supposed to be in this movie as well. Josh sure. Brolin was supposed to be in it. Like it was like uh, John Cena. There's like a huge, yeah. Um, so this was filmed. Yeah. It started filmed in September of last year and was done by like November, which is Spielberg. That dude's like, or not Spielberg. Soderbergh is like, Hey, I'm done. I'm retiring from movies. And he's made like 12 movies since yeah, he, he said he was retiring. Yeah. No, this is what I liked it. I looked at his IMDb. If you want to count like full length theatrical movies, he's directed 25 movies now. <laughs> Since Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Like, that's his Jesus. first movie, right? Yeah. That's fucking crazy. And if you want to count the shorts, it's like 33 movies. So it's like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Yeah, no, no, not to count the Nick or Mosaic or any of those other TV right. shows he worked yep, on. Yep. Um, so, yeah, man, this is like a very much a big fucking cast of a heist movie. Uh, a group of criminals, they're assembled to steal something out of a safe uh benicio del toro don Cheadle. let's see yeah we can just read some of the cast benicio del toro don Cheadle, david harbour john ham brennan fraser unrecognizable in this movie i he's at least three times the size of the last time i saw brennan fraser which i didn't realize but i did some <laughs> he is but i did some research he's in aronofsky's new movie called the whale oh, which he's playing what? a 600 pound man um what? So he's been just, yes he's been Holy thrown fuck. on the pounds and in that movie, one of my good buddies' fucking nieces is in that movie too, which is that's a whole other story. Hold on. she plays Mad Max on Stranger Things, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> um, Amy Simons, our girl from uh, fucking She Dies Tomorrow, the director yeah, of that movie. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's not our girl. The movie fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, um, uh, Noah Jupe from Quiet Place, Julia Fox from Uncut Gems. I don't know. We can keep reading the cast forever. Yeah, it's but yeah, that's fucking it's, deep, man. It's nuts, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so yeah, this group of criminals is hired to steal something out of a safe. And it instantly goes wrong, and they realize they're double-crossed, and they were set up. And from that, Don Cheadle and Benicio are our main characters here for the most part of the movie. And they, I mean, Ray Liotta is also in this movie. I didn't even mention him. Um, they're, they're spun off into kind of retracing where the shit went wrong, who hired who to fuck them over, Um very much in the vein of like an oceans movie with Steven Soderbergh. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, man. I really, really enjoyed this movie. Um, it almost sounds like a uh, Reservoir Dogs type of uh, thing there. Yeah, you know, something yeah, goes yeah. wrong, and then everyone's just like pointing the fingers. You know, who did what? Who said what? You know, there's there's a fucking rat here. Yep, and this is yeah, set in 1955 Detroit as well. So there's a Jamal might like this a little bit. There's a quite a bit yeah, going on with the 18 then. <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> but yeah there's a lot of automobile uh plant uh undertone shit in this i don't want to spoil what this okay. the underlying meaning of this movie is and like their yep. shit with it mm-hmm. but yeah there's there's a lot of that it plays very much into this the the plot of this movie um this is really good man like it is uh, of soderbergh's most recent movies i i'm trying i was gonna look back at this imdb before i fucking <laughs> 
on the show and I dropped the ball, but of his movies recently, like it's it's up there. What I liked. Let's see. Hold on. Uh, let's pull it up. I think the last movie I really really liked of his was Side Effects. That was 2013. Oh, that um, was pretty good. Easily yeah, my favorite like movie since one. then. Yeah, I, mean, I, I done, did like that movie. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did Let Them All Talk last fall, and then he did The Laundromat, High Flying Bird, Your Life as a Spy in 2019, and then Unsane in 18. So he's just been doing movies left and right. Mm-hmm. Logan Lucky, another one that was one of the first few movies he did. Yeah, I mean, I really, really dug this for Soderbergh. Um, nice. Yeah, the cast itself really sells it. Um, he, he shoots this in a lot of uh, anamorphic, super wide, the, uh, people call it like the, what are the, the fish lenses that he uses in this. It's oh. a very wide lenses that, and it, this is HBO Max exclusive, so you can't see this movie other than stream it. Um, right. Sorry, guys. So I can't really give it a see it, but uh, <laughs> it's good, though. I, it is really good. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, any questions for this at all? Well, you can give it a see it. It just happens that you're going to have to stream it as well. Exactly. All right, well, asterisk this one. Okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, watching the trailer, I got, I was, I was pretty excited watching this trailer. I'm like, fucking, I love all these guys. We we got a little bit of a caper here. Um, I don't remember the last time I saw Benicio, so I'm excited about that, of course. Uh, But yeah, I did get, some oceans vibes from it and also some out of sight vibes specifically when, when um, the George Clooney character goes to Detroit because Soderbergh as a photographer and cinematographer, you know, he's, he's definitely got, you know, his, his hands on that as, as far as the production goes, um, films, the Detroit scenes in a completely different style than he does the Florida scenes in out of sight, out of sight is very, um, it's it's uh, the first part of it is set in Florida, so everything is really bright and colorful and everything. And then once they go to Detroit and out of sight, with, with actually the Don Cheadle character as well, everything is like it has this like blue filter on it. It's like very cold, very like sharp and everything. Um, so I, I definitely got some out of sight vibes from the trailer. Uh, I'm I don't know, man. I don't know if I have any questions about this because it, yep. it just it looks like. This was kind of, and I'm a Soderbergh fan, so like, mm-hmm. I, I I just kind of feel like this is already made for someone like me. So yeah, um, definitely. Any 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 actors like that don't seem to carry the water that some of the other actors do, or like anything like no, that. Man, I, I not that I, I I love. If anything, so I love John Hamm. Like I fucking like Mad Men is one of my favorite shows ever. He's playing like the normal he's a Kansas City guy the, too, isn't he? Oh no, he's St. Louis. I think. Yeah, yeah, he's St. Louis. So yeah, he's he's a Cardinals fan. Yeah. Uh, he's uh he he's playing that same like fucking the town the detective type. Like he's just playing almost the same. Dude. Yeah, he's playing the same role in every movie, which I think he has. A, I think he has pretty decent range. But I'm like, play something out. I love you, John Hamm. Like, do a different role. Uh, if there's anything, that would probably be my one. Uh, you know, complaint, which mm-hmm. that's saying, I mean, Frankie Shaw, Matt Damon is in fucking this movie too. Like mm-hmm. it, it, mm-hmm. it just keeps going. Um, no, man, the, the cast really sells this movie alone. Uh, I mean, I think that's uh, worth watching um, alone for this. I would say the movie starts out really, really strong and maybe dips a little bit in the middle, but it definitely wraps up uh, pretty satisfyingly. Like uh, you, you, you get a, a, a nice satisfying conclusion to, you know, the who done it or why this is going on. So that that was nice. It didn't leave it like open ended or anything like that. 
Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. That's that's pretty much uh, on brand as far as Soderbergh goes. I mean, he, he's yeah. not really one of those open-ended uh, film directors, so that mm-hmm. that that's cool. Yeah, that's uh, pretty encouraging. Fuck, man. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about this. I'm I'm watching this tomorrow. I already have a date for it, so nice. Uh, I'm I'm super stoked. Super. Yeah, stoked. I think you'll like it. I, I think you'll like it. Yeah, maybe not love it, but it's definitely a nice watch for. There's a lot of fucking movies and content this fucking Fourth of July weekend, so. And the, the movie I forgot about even that I, I've seen is The Tomorrow War, which uh, it, it debuts on Amazon Prime tomorrow. That's the Chris Pratt movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I saw that movie last summer, like in August. It was a test screening for it. None of the CGI was done, and I'm sure it's a completely different movie than what I saw of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't feel comfortable re- reviewing it. But I do remember the best part of the movie. Fucking Sam Richardson. He's the, the comedic <laughs> relief. <laughs> Nope, he's the he's the comedic relief in that movie, and he's fucking hilarious in that movie. I remember like doing little test cards after it, like what's the best part? I'm just like Sam Richardson's fucking hilarious. Love Sam Richardson. <laughs> so okay, I thought when you said uh, that the best part, uh, I I thought you were gonna say it was gonna be that there was another montage of dicks, but apparently not. Oh, well, it's just, it's just Sam Richardson. Yeah, no, Dick Facts with Chad C on that. Okay, just just okay. Sam Richardson. Okay, Sam yeah. Dick Dick Dickerson. Rich, Dickard, Richard Dick, Richard's no. a different name for Dick. Oh, yeah, Sam Dickerson. Oh, look at yeah. Theo Vaughn is in this. Holy shit! Nice. I'm sure, he has a small role in it. Oh, he's in the Tomorrow War. Yeah, yeah, he's on the cast. Oh list. fuck, I, I don't remember him in that. So he he was added after. I mean, that's a, that's definitely yeah. I do not remember him at all. Nice. But yeah, that's where we're at. That's. We had fucking five movies, you know? That's it's probably a record for binge views or ties the record. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah, we definitely set the record here. Um, we're doing things that Law's never done on the binge views, which is amazing. Um, oh. And, oh, uh, cut out. Sorry. No, no, I was just saying that we're we're doing amazing things here. You know, we're fucking, uh, we're, we're, we're setting expectations. We're doing things that Law's never done. That's all I was saying. That's what we do on binge views, you know? We, we really set the bar high for binge media, so... Get on it, guys. You know, <laughs> don't make it too high because little guys like me and fucking Pete, we can't fucking you can't reach the bar. You know what I mean? I'm, and I'm you, just as short as you, so that's relax. True. Okay. okay, we need somebody shorter than us that we can pick on. <laughs> There's not just the any of our wiser girlfriends. All right. Um. Okay. Well, anything uh, coming down the pike? Yeah. So next week is the uh, is it is it the much anticipated Black Widow? Is the big movie next week, which I think. It seems like it's so Fast Nine or F Nine, the Fast Saga. Sorry, I got to get it right. The exact title that that set the the Pandy record seventy million. Uh, I think this is going to break that, man. I think it's going to be in the eighty to ninety million range. It, it pre sales are out of the roof for this movie, so we'll. I mean, it's a Marvel property, and it's it's been the longest drought between Marvel movies too. I think what the third, second or third Spider Man in between. Like that was the last one after Endgame, and then to this, so. We'll see. That's that's the big one next week. I think we can get a show just out of that alone, which I know Law will be fucking coming in his pants over Marvel. Yes. Well, actually, he doesn't like. He's not excited for it though. He's not excited I, for it, but it, that's not going to stop him from coming in his pants. As that's true. Long as he I just know does this it. guy, he just walks around and does it. It's true. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have to put down fucking plastic on my couches every time he comes to fucking. Uh, fucking asshole! Jesus yeah, Christ! Super gross. Uh, is this a simultaneous <laughs> release with uh, Disney Plus as well? Uh, it yeah, they're doing the the thirty dollar you know oh, what yeah, is it yeah, Disney right. Plus Premier Access or whatever gotcha. it's called. So thirty dollars if you want to watch it at your house or go to the theater and spend whatever your ticket price is there. Ten bucks, some twenty bucks. I don't fucking know. All right, sounds good. 
All right. Um, yeah, that's going to do it, I think, for uh, Binge Views. Got a little bit of something for everybody. And for those that don't want to see anything, we got something for you, too. <laughs> don't see yeah. it. <laughs> There was some see it, some stream it, some skip it. We had it all. We covered all bases here. So. There we go. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to Binge Views. It's our weekly look at theatrical releases, and hopefully we can continue it in, uh, in regulation as things start to become available in theaters. So We're opening back up. We're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to uh, BingeMedia.net. Uh, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash BingeMedia. For five bucks a month, you can get the full binge, which is the full four-plus-hour binge cast, as well as uh, movie homework. You get Jack Attack Tuesday, in which Jack Valley himself is doing 365 movies uh, a year, as well as uh, commenta- Pete's commentaries and, you know, whatever ad hoc shit we figure we can throw on there. So, And monthly happy hour, which we didn't do in June because I was moving. Things were crazy, but we're going to be doing it in July. So uh, make sure to go to patreon.com slash binge media. Pledge us five bucks, and we appreciate it. Binge media on all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, our voice mail is 708-406-9546 we will answer that on said binge cast and uh anything else chat i got nothing man all right buddy we'll talk to you next time all right see you for you You've been listening to the Binge Media Podcast Network at BingeMedia.net. Support the show by donating on Patreon at Patreon.com slash BingeMedia. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And don't forget... Shut up! I'm waiting.